Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. This is Friday, the 24th day of March in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'll be talking about the state visit to Moscow of Chinese Premier Xi Jinping. It seems like an unlikely time for a state visit since its host, Vladimir Putin, has an international warrant through the ICC pending against him for war crimes. But nevertheless... They met this week in Moscow. Yes, the media is full of stories and reports that the Hague-based International Criminal Court has issued an arrest warrant for Russian President Vladimir Putin. The reports are probably intended to add some gravitas to what is otherwise a meaningless gesture. Just more political theater. The warrant on its face is ridiculous because Putin is accused of war crimes for evacuating children from a war zone to safety in Russia. I believe the United States did the same thing in Vietnam, evacuating children, bringing them to the U.S. Many of those children later returned to their homeland in Afghanistan. The United States evacuated wounded children from the war zone when Russia spent its 10 years there. The children were treated for their wounds in the U.S. and later returned, unless they desired to remain in the U.S. in England. Many British children were evacuated to Canada to avoid Nazi bombing of London during the Blitz for those reasons. And because no warrants have been forthcoming for the Nord Stream pipeline bombing or for the invasion of Iraq and other countries, I believe it's a case of the pot calling the kettle black. Nevertheless, at the invitation of Vladimir Putin, Chinese leader Xi Jinping arrived in Moscow last Monday and stayed through Wednesday. A grand welcoming ceremony was held for Xi's arrival with lots of praise heaped on Xi by Mr. Putin. Putin wrote an article for the People's Daily entitled, quote, Russia and China, a partnership looking to the future, end quote. In that article, he said, we have high expectations for the upcoming talks. We have no doubt that they will give a powerful new impetus to the entire range of bilateral cooperation. It is also a great opportunity for me to see a good old friend with whom we have the warmest relationship, end quote. He went on to add that there exists a special relationship in the Russian-Chinese partnership, which has always been built on mutual trust and respect for each other's sovereignty and interests. From Xi's standpoint, he noted that China and Russia are friendly neighbors connected by shared mountains and rivers. The two countries, according to Xi, have consolidated and grown the bilateral relationship on the basis of no alliance, no confrontation, and not targeting any third party. They've set a fine example of developing a relationship featuring a mutual respect and peaceful coexistence. There are some important code words in Xi's statement. If one takes a minute to try to decipher them, both Russia and China understand that the United States is their chief rival and probable enemy in the upcoming world war that grows more likely by the day despite that realization. There's been no announced mutual defense treaty. There's been no announced effort to include or recruit other like-minded countries into a military alliance. Iran would be an obvious choice, especially since the Chinese Brokered deal between Iran and Saudi Arabia effectively removed the Saudis from the sphere of U.S. control. The Chinese recently issued a paper to help explain it entitled, quote, U.S. hegemony and its perils, end quote. The paper takes the position that the U.S. since the end of the Cold War has overstepped this position as world leader. Since the U.S. emerged from two world wars and the Cold War as world leader, 
It has been unwilling to accept the sovereignty and equality of other nations. In pursuit of world hegemony, the U.S. has been overriding truth with its power and trampling justice to serve self-interest. That's a direct quote from the Chinese paper, but there <coughs> is there any truth in it? And if so, what does that truth mean for China and Russia? One thing I know for an absolute certainty is that the American people do not want any of this. They just want to live peaceful lives and leave things a little better for their children than it has been for them, unfortunately. There is at least some truth in the Chinese paper. This week marks the 20th anniversary of the invasion of Iraq, a war that killed perhaps a million civilians and destroyed that nation, the invasion based apparently on outright fabricated lies invented by the administration of George W. Bush, aided and helped along by senators such as Joe Biden and many others, all aided and abetted by a compliant U.S. media. The stroll down memory lane serves us today to remind us that the ICC is nothing but a kangaroo court, a propaganda tool for Western leaders. It's warned against Putin, screams out to us that it's for thee but not for me. So the Chinese leader is starting to lay down some of the cards he's been holding in his hand. China is moving to portray itself as the international broker of world peace, savior of the world from the U.S.-led world order. The Iran-Saudi peace deal should not be underestimated. Longtime enemies, their differences so intractable, are now friends. That can only mean one thing, and that is that the Saudis are no longer standing in the way of the Chinese supplying nuclear technology to the Iranian sub-nuclear weapons soon to come to that region. Perhaps the U.S. alliance with the Saudis has been a given since Kissinger worked out the petrodollar deal with them in 1974. The alliance has been collapsing since the advent of the new crown prince, MBS or Mohammed bin Salman, since the U.S. media painted Biden into the corner of making the Saudi assassination of a journalist his campaign issue. This deal means that Saudi Arabia is no longer a U.S. ally and is solidly on China's side. I would imagine we will soon see the exit of U.S. bases, the entry of Chinese troops to occupy them. I wonder if it means the end of the Iran-Saudi proxy war in Yemen. The question then is who made this Iran-Saudi deal? The answer is obviously China. They is in Russia trying to make other deals, possibly to include some resolution to the Ukrainian war once again. The answer is China. So China is now the one seeking diplomacy and a diplomatic solution to difficult problems. China is the one able to solve decades-old intractable problems like the dispute between Iran and the Saudis. This makes the U.S. and the entire, its entire approach to world problems look bad. It also makes the Chinese and their approach just one more problem for the U.S. Right now, the U.S. has only one method of problem solving. China solves previously intractable problems by forming strong alliances, uniting people under a common goal of mutual respect and global trade. The history of the U.S. and the Islamic world over the last few decades has been one of keeping Shiite and Sunni fighting each other hating each other. No one is allowed to become dominant because the U.S. just switches sides and supplies the underdog with weapons. So the U.S. tactic is not diplomacy, but violence and sanctions. The U.S. could never understand its sanctions against Russia not only were not working, 
but were counterproductive. Old friends like India refused to comply, let alone nations like China. When force is your first and only tactic, force doesn't work, you're in trouble. The Chinese, under the leadership of Mr. Xi, counters the U.S. strategy by doing the opposite. It's becoming more and more appealing to others, especially those affected by sanctions. Reinforce the rights of national identity and culture, the concept that's not even practiced by the U.S. in the U.S. anymore. The U.S. denigration of its own identity, its own culture, its heritage and history, coupled by its racial privilege propaganda, has damaged or destroyed national unity. Mr. Z sees all this. I imagine he shakes his head, as does Mr. Putin. He also sees weakness, and he attacks, just as any good coach of a sports team would do. Watch film until you spot your opponent's weakness. Develop a plan and attack. So the Chinese plan of attack is one directed at what former U.S. allies and victims of sanctions and other acts of force won't relief from. That's the weak point, what they won't relief from. Reinforce the rights of national identity and culture. The Chinese don't care what other countries' culture is. They especially don't care about diversity, equity, and inclusion. The U.S. simply insists that U.S. allies and those paid by the U.S. or defended by the U.S. adopt the system of DEI. In other words, the U.S. insists that everyone uh, deny objective truth as it exists. The Chinese laugh at that, they tell others. All they care about is trade. The Z-led diplomats are able to tell other countries that they will respect their national sovereignty, will base global cooperation on one thing and one thing only, that's universal prosperity, not the anti-instinctual goals of DEI, the coinciding with what is becoming a massive problem for the U.S. and the West in general is that the banking crisis. Last week I said this new crisis is not 2008 all over again, but I'm forced to consider a retraction of that statement. Western banks thought to be invincible because of the U.S. dollar's status as reserve currency are apparently not invincible at all. I'm told it would take $18 trillion to cover every deposit of all the banks in the U.S. That's a lot of money. And the inflation it would cause would be counterproductive because it would further the banking collapse. I don't mean to get back into the banking crisis on this report, but the point is there's all these new enemies, Russia, China, Iran, Saudi Arabia, even India. They watch, they wait, they sharpen their knives. The result of all this is that now China, not the United States, is the global peace broker, whether it deserves that position or not. See, was in Russia this week to announce a strategic partnership between the two countries and to announce its 12-point plan for peace in Ukraine. So the Chinese will present their plan, which will, of course, be unacceptable to the United States. The U.S. will then be forced to admit that it doesn't want peace but wants war to continue with Russia to bleed Russia dry. The Putin government collapses. You can see then how this position puts the U.S. on the opposite side from China in world opinion. Only its captive media is supporting its position at home. While Xi is announcing his 12-point plan for peace in Ukraine, the U.S. is announcing that it's going to speed up delivery of Abrams tanks by sending older refurbished models from my office in Memphis a week or so ago. A train passed by heading west to the river with several tanks on it. Headed for Ukraine, perhaps? But they were still painted in desert camouflage, so I'm not sure. The U.S. announced that the training of Ukrainian soldiers being trained in Oklahoma to operate the new Patriot missile systems is almost complete. So Z goes to Moscow 
as peacemaker to shore up Putin's world standing despite the ICC warrant out for him. Xi gets to show off his newfound diplomatic swagger due to his Iran-Contra deal, Iran-Saudi deal, excuse me. The U.S. is left to hurl junior high school insults like Russia's China's junior partner. The U.S. renewed its warning to China not to supply lethal munitions to Russia, but Chinese said something on the order of, it's all right for you to arm the Ukrainians or anyone else you want, but you lecture us on what we can do. That's the problem we're fighting. Finally, folks, Dr. Strangelove, the movie, was released in January 1964, so it's been 59 years. It seems just as real today as it was two years after the Cuban Missile Crisis. What was the point that director Stanley Kubrick was trying to make with his dark anti-war classic? It was at times hilarious, just as times today sometimes make you laugh, but in Dr. Strangelove, Everybody in the movie was either stupid, insane, or just plain psychopathic, just like today. At least that's the way I see it. Until next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.